Well, as uh, Pastor Larry had mentioned, uh, we're halfway through officially after tonight. So this is our eighth lesson, and there's 16 of them. Actually, I think we're going to try to combine um, lesson uh, 15 and 16, so we'll finish uh, one week early before Wednesday night starts back up in the fall. So uh, we'll be off next week, so it'll be a couple of weeks before we meet again. But I appreciate uh, each of you taking the time uh, to attend tonight. I mean, this is kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the dog days of uh, summer yet, but we're getting close with the 90-degree uh, weather. And uh, tonight, uh, really a lot of important material uh, tonight. So I'm just um, thankful that uh, you've been able to make it. I'm, re- I'm going to look at three points. Uh, we're just going to kind of uh, reiterate a little bit about what uh, Pastor Larry said last week. Uh, regarding establishing authority in our homes, uh, because that leads us uh, nicely into this week, where we'll be discussing uh, the full circle, which is a system of discipline that I believe uh, if you really take it and use it, it's going to be very beneficial uh, with uh, raising your children. And then also uh, preventing uh, from exasperating our children, which is a very important area. And to be honest with you, when I was reading the material, it just became even more important to me um, to make sure that um, everyone fully understands um, what exasperating your children is. But uh, last week, uh, Pastor Larry did an excellent job with uh, communicating the importance of establishing authority in your household. Because if we haven't uh, established authority in our households, it's going to be very difficult for us to teach our children effectively. And I really can't emphasize that point any harder than that. Uh, we really must get this uh, down pat in our homes. And, uh, in fact, uh, maybe some of you w- would have to admit, hey, I haven't really established uh, th- authority in my house- household the way that I understand it now, and I need to make some changes. I need to, you know, maybe go to your children and just say, hey, look, you know, I've really come to the Lord has uh, uh, brought me to a different understanding uh, with how our household should be structured. And for me to establish uh, authority in the household as being the parent and uh, some things are going to change. So I just want to uh, apologize for uh, the past, but I just want to prepare you for the future. And uh, maybe that just might be a, a short conversation that you need to have with your children. And uh, you'll be surprised on how quickly they'll adapt to uh, the changes. Uh, Jelly takes 21 days for you to establish a habit. And I think shortly thereafter, you would establish uh, those um, changes uh, with your children, and it's going to pay big dividends for you in the future. But uh, living a disciplined life is a product of intentional training. Uh, there's no easy, easy formulas here. Um, so we do have to, we have to be very intentional with what we do. And uh, since purposeful training is necessary to achieve a desired end, um, we believe that, uh, and the author pointed out, that systems for training are necessary. And I'll talk a little bit more about that and why having some systems and not to make it overly complicated, we have a very simple one for you to follow. And um, so we'll talk about that in just a minute. But, you know, if we're not intentional, I mentioned this a few weeks back, um, then uh, we become like that, uh, I, I mentioned, the, the stealth teacher. So if we're not proactive, we're, we're, we're training them by default. So we're either um, 
allowing the culture to teach them, or we're teaching them ourselves by the inconsistencies of the way that we live and also what we value in life. So we're, we're, we're training our children either proactively or not. And uh, we certainly don't want to hit the default switch uh, with uh, training our children. But uh, proactive uh, teaching, uh, so we can either train our children to respect authority, or we can train them to basically rule the house. And if that's the case, we're not going to be able to accomplish those items that the Lord would have us uh, to be able to, uh, to teach to our children. So there's some very important things that the Lord uh, would like for us to accomplish with our children, uh, certainly to see them to come to salvation, uh, to teach uh, them to uh, love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and also to fear him, fear him with, with proper fear. Uh, otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll disobey him. But uh, this is why it's very important for us as parents that we make uh, church attendance, regular church attendance, a priority in our homes, and also to take uh, seriously about uh, growing ourselves in the Word of God. But uh, again, just to, before we get into tonight's uh, material, just to emphasize again that um, that establishing authority in our house, households is key for us to be able to do some of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. So one of the, the benefits, I talked a little bit about uh, systems for training that are necessary the thing that a system will do is it will create consistency. And children need to have consistency in the homes. So when we're disciplining our kids, to be able to do the same thing over and over again is a big benefit for our children. After a while, they will know the process that we're taking them through regarding whatever they disobeyed with. So that's why uh, training systems for discipline are, are so important. And uh, we learned from our uh, material this week um, a system called the f- full circle. And uh, this is an, an excellent system. Uh, when uh, Dave and Betsy Corning, they came to our church, it was back, uh, I think it might have been in February, and they were talking about the material. And uh, Right when they mentioned about this full circle, this system, I just, I thought to myself, this is excellent. This is excellent for our parents to be able to learn. In fact, I remember talking to uh, Grant and Emma Weaver then, and I said, you know, you really have been given gold here today. And so I want to be able to talk about this system and why I think it is gold for a parent to be able to implement this uh, in your homes. But um, another benefit to this uh, system is, is that it will help you instill in your children the principles and precepts uh, in Scripture. So this is a prime time for you to be able to teach um, your children God's Word and how that fits into life. So it's not just necessarily a top-down teaching of saying, hey, do this, do that. But it's like, look, Okay, let's step back from this situation. Let's take a look at this. Let's break this down and let's apply God's word here so that you can see um, the um, God's word being that it is its truth and that it applies to all areas of our life. And so that's why I'm very excited about this uh, 
of this uh, system. So without uh, further ado, what I'd like to do is to be able to go through the four steps here of uh, the full circle. And, uh, you know, really this is so simple, but yet it's so profound. So let's just kind of walk through these steps. So the first step is, is when you see your, your child, they've, you know, they've obviously disobeyed you. And then you approach them and just say, hey, look, what, what's happened here? So this allows your, um, your child an opportunity to be able to verbalize their behavior. So they need to be able to, uh, to verbalize it. They need to know why they're being disciplined. And then to ask them a follow-up question is, what behavior needs to change? So this gives your child an opportunity at this point to own their behavior. I mean, they've, number one, they've recognized it, but now they need to be able to own it so that you can go into the next step. And the next step is what is the right behavior, what, what right behavior needs to replace this? So again, your child is able to verbalize what the right choice should have been. So at that point, they have the opportunity to, and she talked about it in the book that, you know, just like your children and just like us, it is with our sin nature is, is that we rebel about regarding being under authority. So it's very difficult to do that. And that's why I think it's, it's, um, we need to be able to take time with our children to explain this completely so they understand on how they were being disobedient, um, owning that, um, um, behavior. And then also, what is the right choice that they need to make for next time? And then fourthly, uh, the fourth component of that is what further response or attitude would glorify God? So we're bringing God into this, and what would God want us to do at this point? So if, you know, maybe your child, you know, just took a toy out of uh, another child's hand or whatever. So we need to be able to make, you know, have your child make restitution for that, to go back to reconcile that relationship, even how old they are, for them maybe to say that they're sorry and that they're not going to do this again. And uh, this is, I mean, this really coincides with uh, a couple of passages. Uh, Hebrews uh, 12, 11 just says, and we, we looked at this verse last week, that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those that have been trained by it. And really, I believe that if you, if parents, if you take this system here and you, you implement this every time and make it very consistent, that there will be a harvest of righteousness that you'll see in your children because they will catch on. So after a while, when they know that you're going to be disciplining them and you're going to be going through these four steps with them, they're going to know. They're going to start to think, okay, what is it that I've done? Okay, I need to accept responsibility for this. And then what do I need to do differently? And then what do I need to do to glorify God? So that might mean that we need to apologize for that. We might need to make that reconcile uh, that relationship on their level. And then there will be heart change with that eventually. Now, when you first go through it, your first few times, obviously, um, you know, 
they still might be mad about the situation. So you're not going to see that heart change. And the author talked about being the ruby. That's when you see the heart change is when they accept what you're saying, being from principles from God's word and that they accept that and then they move on so that they can correct this in, in the future. Another uh, verse um, is uh, Proverbs uh, 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from this. Now, this is in the King James uh, version here, but I've heard this from a child. And, you know, as I think more about that verse, is that when you when you use a system like this, um, the full circle, that and you go through this consistently with your children, um, they are not going to forget this. And that's why it's very important to have a system like this that is uh, very consistent with this. Now, another thing, I'd like to give you some benefits as well with implementing the full circle. So there's other benefits that you're going to have besides the fact that you're going to have a consistent process or a consistent system that you're going to take your child through every time. But eventually this is going to lead to having a conversation regarding salvation. I mean, there's no way that you can avoid it because being sinners, we rebel against authority. We don't want that authority over us, so we rebel against it. And this is a perfect opportunity to be able to convey to your child just what Pastor Larry said the first week is that we need to have a new heart. We have a sin nature that needs to be changed by the Holy Spirit. And the only way is that we need to have a new heart. So this is an excellent opportunity for every parent here to be able to share the gospel with your children. And if you want help on how to be able to present that to a child, please let us know. We'd like to be able to spend time. But there's no reason why every parent here can't be able to share the gospel uh, with their children. Also, uh, we looked at the verses from uh, Deuteronomy uh, 6, 6 through 8, when it talks about really taking the Word of God and applying it to life with your children when you're walking, you know, uh, on the road or on the way, um, and you post it in your home. Uh, this is an excellent opportunity to be able to instill the principles of God's Word into your children at a very early age so that they can see how God's word, his truth, applies to life and why things are so important. But also, as mom and dad, it helps us to be able to kind of practice what we're preaching to our children or practice what we're teaching to our children, is that uh, we can live this out. And if you look at these um, if you look at these steps, I'm just going to grab my other uh, slide here. I'm not as sophisticated as Pastor Larry. Uh, if you saw my command central here, it's all it's all manual type stuff. So, <laughs> but, uh, if you if you look at um, the the steps here, you know what happened. Um, you know these are all out of God's word. Uh, Galatians six one says, "Brothers and sisters, someone is caught in a sin. You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted." So again. You know, what happened? You've caught somebody in the sin. You're helping them identify it. What uh, behaviors need to change? Uh, Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you've won them over. So you've pointed out the fault uh, to your child. 
um, and they need to own that. It could be a brother or sister that you might be able to do, might need to do that with. And then also what uh, right behavior needs to replace in Ephesians uh, 4, 22 through 24 talks about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And then what further response or attitude would glorify God? Um, uh, Matthew 5, 23 says, uh, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and reconcile to them, then come offer your gift. So that's how important reconciliation is. Doing what's glorifying to God is reconciling that uh, situation. And then from there, Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly beloved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, uh, really living out the fruits of the Spirit. So this whole process, the full circle, is all rooted in Scripture. So it's very, very effective. And again, we can use this with brothers or sisters, uh, really, this whole process. So again, this is, um, I would, if you haven't read the chapter, I would highly encourage you. I would make a copy of this full circle. It's not complicated at all, but I would really highly encourage your parents to be able to uh, go through this process every time with your child when they're disobedient. And again, they will become acclimated with what's coming next. They'll understand their sinfulness. And again, I'm hopeful that in praying that you'll be able to use this to be able to share the gospel with your children because it's a it's a natural part of the conversation is that you can't you can't always be obedient on your own strength. We need that we need the uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need a new heart, and we need to have a relationship with the Lord. And these are this is all part of having that conversation, you know, with your children. And then the last um, item that we want to talk about is exacerbating your children. And this is very important because you can do all of this good work with your children and going through this full circle and the whole process where you're identifying, you know, what they've done wrong and, and what they need to do to reconcile the relationship and how they can glorify God. But if you're exasperating your children, it's going to ruin everything really I think that you've done in this area. Because this really plays into their relationship with you. And if their relationship with you is not, if they view you in a certain way because you're exasperating them, then they're going to resent you at some point. And it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to, uh, to be able to have the kind of uh, parent, uh, child relationship that you need to have and also to be able to tr- uh, teach God's uh, truths um, uh, uh, to your children. So uh, our verse uh, is Ephesians uh, 6, 4. It says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And uh, I like Colossians uh, 3, uh, 20 through 21, because it gives a, just a little bit more. It says, Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. This is very important about exasperate, you know, uh, exasperating your children. And uh, really when I read this material, it gave me really a new appreciation on how important this is because 
eventually, if you exasperate your children, it is going to lead to anger. And when they become teenagers, that's a dangerous thing when you have teens um, that are that are angry. Um, so I'd like to uh, I'd like to look at the book here, and I don't know if you've been able to uh, read this, but I I thought this is very um, important uh, to read. So I'm, I'm going to be reading on page uh, 239, and it really talks about this with exasperating your children that can lead to anger and to crush their spirit. It says the author says uh, basically children who do not grow up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord have a high likelihood of becoming angry or frustrated teenagers. And angry, frustrated teenagers have difficult time growing up to honor their parents. The number one reason teenagers receive counseling is for problems in dealing with anger. Counselors report that the parents of these children say one thing in common. They are so angry. These are children who lose heart and give up on life. They do not believe that they could ever please their parents, and that makes all of life seem hopeless to them. Eventually, after repeated injury, they act as if they don't care what their parents think. And if you and if you ever hear that, you are in the presence of an exasperated child. Those are very those are very sobering words. I mean, that's how much effect you can have on your children. It's natural that children want to please their parents. I know with, you know, my mom and dad, I wanted to please them in life. I've seen 70-year-old men cry because they wish that they had a better relationship with their parents. I mean, this is something that you carry the rest of your lives. So us as parents, we need to recognize that. Our children's want our affection, they want our approval, and we need to be able to to give that to them. Um, one thing, and I've mentioned uh, men's fraternity, and Joe Crock is uh, leading that for our men, which I really appreciate. But um, three things I learned in, uh, regarding this in the men's fraternity. And uh, the author, Robert Lewis, said, always tell your children you love them. Always tell them that you're proud of them. And always speak words that edify to them. And I think if we took that approach with our children, we would not get into the situation of exasperating our children. Now, I would like to as well, and I, I will tell you, I would encourage you on page 261 to make a copy of this. I would put it wherever you look a lot. Maybe it's on the refrigerator door for us guys. Um, but I would put it on there so that you regularly see this. Now, I'm going to run through the list here of ways that we can exasperate our children because this is quite extensive. It's only going to take just a couple of minutes to be able to do that. But um, here, here's ways that we can exasperate our children uh, with unrealistic expect, expectations, strictness and excessive involvement in their lives. Making comparisons, especially to other kids or other kids that are doing well. Uh, neglect, lack of attention, being overly harsh and disciplined, discipline without explanation. If you're not, ex- again, if you're not going through this uh, full circle with your kids and explaining things, then that's going to exasperate them. Unpredictability of home life, lack of affection, 
lack of boundaries. That gives them security. Modeling anger. So they see you model anger in front of them. Marital discord. I've mentioned before, one of the greatest gifts you can give your children is to have a good marriage. Not admitting when you're wrong. Hypocrisy. Physical or verbal abuse. I was just at a um, ice cream place yesterday, and there was a, a young family sitting in front of me, or in line in front of me, and this young father just really verbally abused his young son there. And I just... I just, my heart just kind of sank when I saw that because I really just wanted to say, hey, hey, pal, we've got some things on Wednesday night, you know, to help you out. And he could really profit from something like this. But I will tell you that that is very damaging for children. Um, not giving them an opportunity to be hurt. When you just cut your kids off for whatever reason, that exasperates them. And not doing what you said you would do. Kids, if you tell your kids you're going to do something, you better do it or you better be able to give them a good explanation why you can't do it. I will tell you, that is probably up at the top with children, is that they remember when you tell them you're going to do something, then you need to look, um, you need to live up to that. But another thing I like about this, uh, this, it's on one sheet, but it also gives you on how you can replace those, um, exasperating um, actions that you do, but how to replace it with understanding and grace and acceptance. And uh, Pastor Larry, you're on it, man. Look at that. You've got it. Way to go. So again, I would uh, I would print this out, and I would put it where you can regularly see it because it is that important because, number one, you're going to damage your children. You're going you're gonna to damage your child, and I don't want to see that happen. And also... The good work that you're learning uh, with taking and trusted, you're, you're basically it's it's going to be uh, negated because if you are exasperating your children, so it's that important. So those are the three points. Um, hopefully, I made them succinct uh, for you tonight. Hopefully, it'll give us a good conversation in our uh, small groups. But I, I I will tell you that that making sure that you find a system like the full circle, learning it, and then again, just being consistent with it, time in and time out, is going to pay dividends with your children. It's going to lead to all kinds of good conversation regarding salvation. And then also learning not to exasperate your children. Very, very important. So that is it. Pastor Larry, I'm going to turn it back over to you at uh, Command Central there in uh, Brownstown Township. 